In times like these, the government often turns to Hollywood for help. You creative filmmakers can think of ideas we just can't. That's why we've asked you here, M. Night Shyamalan. The Sixth Sense, Signs, The Village, all very clever films. But can you use your amazing idea brain now to help us stop the terrorists? What if... What if it turns out they aren't terrorists, but they're actually werewolves from the future? No, no, they're terrorists. They've been linked to Al-Qaeda. But what if Al-Qaeda, it turns out, is the group being terrorized? By aliens? No, no, that's not an idea. That's a twist. We need ideas. How about we make everyone think that terrorists attacked us? But really, we were all already dead. Get him out of here. Recording. Alright everybody, welcome in to the uh, podcast. We're Matt and Bob, we're here to pod. You're listening to the Analysis. Today we're going to talk about two new movies, one streaming, one in theaters. Got Nope, Jordan Peele, and then Gray Man, uh, the Russo brothers, Bob loves. Mm. Uh, straight to Netflix, $200 million budget uh, on Netflix, although it did appear in theaters briefly. I don't know who's seeing these Netflix movies mm-hmm. when they're going to be out the next day. I mean, I saw Roma in theaters. I uh, What else? I saw Irishman, Irishman. But uh, something like this where... I, I, whoever, but by the time you figure out where the, it's showing, it's it's streaming. But anyway, we'll start with Nope, kind of the, the biggest drop since Top Gun Maverick. Get over it. God, how long, are, how long into the year are we going to be doing the Top Gun Maverick comparison? It's still in theaters. It hasn't <laughs> okay. happened in like so 10 years. The movie so that's the like bar then? That's the bar then is if it's still in theaters, we get to you can you can use it as an intro to another movie three months later. This year is pre and post Top Gun Maverick drop. Okay, you got the okay. you got after the Oscars, you got a nice little run, and then boom, Top Gun Maverick, best movie of the year. Uh, after that, we've kind of hit a little lull. <laughs> so uh, that's all I'm saying. Okay, uh, you know uh, until something takes the crown, I'm gonna keep talking about. It. Fair enough. Fair enough. All right. So uh, what do you think about Nope, man? How do you feel about Jordan Peele? Have you seen us? And obviously, I mean, everyone saw Get Up, Get Out, but yeah, uh, Get Up and Get Out. So uh, yeah, I've seen I've seen the other two. I saw the other two in theaters. I actually saw a pre-screening Sound the Siren of uh, Get Out. Uh, so yeah, I felt like I was already hearing from um, some other people. Uh, actually, a, a film reviewer that is in our social network here, uh, Randy Colburn, was was already kind of like talking about it. So I was aware of hey Jordan Peele, the guy from Key and Peele, has actually made a really like thought-provoking movie called Get Out. Uh, and I saw it and was absolutely blown away, as the rest of the country was. I thought it was a, a totally well-deserved Oscar run that it had, as well as uh, original screenplay. Our favorite award is always original screenplay. Uh, and usually, the mo- this is a perfect example of a screenplay winner probably should have won Best Picture, which went to Green Book, a completely fine movie that is completely forgotten completely uh, forgotten so much cooler get out had the oscar for best picture that year i think it just would have it's not necessarily a earth shatter but who cares i think it's the most important movie of that year and it's definitely better than green book so but yeah yeah absolutely uh, the parasite's the only time where you really felt like they got it right just mm-hmm. the, the movie is going to stand the test of time be culturally relevant for a really long time and they also rewarded it with an original screenplay and a picture like get out they they did the job half correct but i again really 
loved Get Out, uh, think about it all the time. Um, I, I was a little worried going into Nope because I wasn't a big fan of Us. I haven't I didn't really, see it. I haven't thought about it since I saw it. And I was like, okay. And, and I uh, texted a few people and I said, are we going to start to get into some M. Night Shyamalan waters if Nope is not very good? Because yeah. it's really hard when, you, when your thing is the thriller with the hook or surprise ending. And also, I think even what takes it more uh, complex than what Shyamalan was doing in the early 2000s is there's always this kind of uh, cultural uh, observation and uh, allegory that uh, Jordan Peele packs in. They're very thought-provoking in terms of different experiences or just where we are culturally, which is even more than just a thriller hook that people are kind of waiting for. So I said... If this one misses, then is Get Out just an outlier? N no pun intended there. Mm -hmm. And I saw this Wednesday. It is now Friday, and it's pretty much the only thing I've been thinking about. I really liked it. I have a lot of reasons why I really liked it. Uh, a little confused on the ape attack element to it, so we are going to be spoiling t spoiling today, but... I was confused about kind of what that meant, and I have a couple of different theories to it, but uh, I really liked it in general. How about yourself? Well, the ape attack is the very first scene in the movie. I don't know. I don't know. Well, they come, they come back to it a, a few different times. Oh, yeah, but, for yeah. sure. If you um, haven't seen yeah, it, I, anything besides the trailer. I agree the uh, the Shyamalan thing, because I didn't see Us. It looked a bit too spooky for me. Um, oh, my God. <laughs> but uh, I, I'm, not, I'm not a horror guy, and Jordan Peele loves it, and these movies are not horror. But... I, I think they kind of flipped the genre, kind of like Sixth Sense did, where it's like, oh, th this is kind of scary for someone that hasn't seen a lot of horror movies, but it's you have to see it because it's like in the, the zeitgeist and everyone's talking mm -hmm. about it. And it, it flips the genre and it, it's doing something different. So, yeah, it's kind of... But then with Shyamalan, it's been diminishing returns to embarrassingly de in degrees, right? Where And then Us was a slight... Um, fall off i guess um i just I, I didn't i just didn't see it so i don't really have an opinion on it but then this comes out and it's more like you know spielbergian right uh close yeah, encounters close encounters even war of the worlds which the the tom cruise your boy from top gun sound the siren uh you know even just the aliens spraying the people that they've they're kind of melting down spraying it across the landscape you kind of get a little bit of that mm -hmm. in here as well bomb the this is an interesting movie, and I agree with you that I, I've thought about it more. Uh, the second I walked out of the theater, I was like, I don't think I liked it. I I was trying too hard to figure out what it was trying to say and what was it about, and I wasn't entertained. You know what I mean? I think okay. it, it was it was trying in the in the moment afterwards. I was like, this movie tried really hard to make you make a point. Uh, and, and what you're saying about how it's. Jordan Peele loves to kind of comment on society and it, it kind of falls into like a prisoner of the times sort of thing where, mm -hmm. okay, TMZ reporters, it's like, we, we, you know, uh, everyone's on their phones. Everyone's like looking up into the cloud, I guess is what I kind of got from that. Like uh, the iCloud. Um, okay. Everyone's just, everyone's just desperately trying to upload uh, just to get the shot. Get the shot. Get the get shot. Get the shot. shot. Uh, the ape thing, which is uh, kind of uh, the most hair disturbing uh, scene in the movie, I think that is just really intense sequence. Yeah, it is, and I think that that comes down to uh, it's like you know it's going back to like King Kong, right? Where it's like you can't try to 
not everything is is for entertainment and it's you know you, you slap a chimpanzee on a sitcom and you know like with um Oh my god! Uh, like the guys that had the tiger. Uh, <laughs> oh, Siegfried and Roy. They mentioned it in Roy. the movie. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And then things are gonna go bad. And then you know you you try to harness this this alien uh, as like a a bit to kind of make money off of it. And just that kept coming back where not everything is is meant to be uh, filmed uh, for for your benefit, I guess. Yeah, I think the main theme of the movie, the main target of it, which I think lands is just what we do and the, th- the places we go to monetize uh, horror and tragedy, uh, especially from a media sense. And you think about, like, you know, the, the, that uh, Jupe, the um, character, the, the guy with the, the theme park, you know, he's been living off of this, like, horrific moment, and people pay him thousands of dollars. Like, he almost has, he's got this very odd room that he keeps coming back mm-hmm. to, and it's like, he uh, he has an obsession with it, as well as, like, he, he profits off of it, and eventually that consumes him quite literally, right? Like, he's trying to profit off of this new tragedy, which is, like, feeding horses, and, and you know, this kind of, like, new kind of horror that's come along, and he's trying to monetize that, and I think it's... I guess the ape thing, I, I've been kind of like wrestling with it. It's cyclical. Like we're going to keep doing this. Like we keep coming back and we keep doing the same behaviors and quite, and then they're, they're trying to avert their eyes. So the only way to survive that type of behavior is to just look away from it and to ignore it and to, and to displace yourself from it. Like to put your phone in the other room while you're watching a movie. I, I, I think or, it was- or, turn, or turn your eyes away in general and pretend like it's not happening which is what they have to do to survive those alien attacks. You have to look down. Like, you literally can't look mm-hmm. at the thing. Yeah, like, you can't pay... It's like a Medusa, or it's like if you just don't pay it attention or something like that. Yeah, I I don't know. I I, I did think it was kind of cool where, you know, this, it's like a, a saucer, but then it becomes like a an actual being that's eating people. Uh, and once it sprays the building with blood, and you're like, oh... I, because it's kind of cool where it, it, you get little bits here and there, like the keys raining down, and it's like, oh, these people are being kind of beamed up, but then all their belongings are being tossed back to Earth. And then there, there's some really cool imagery. I, I kind of did myself a disservice. I, I saw this movie at a theater in Santa Barbara called the Arlington, which is like super old school. It's like, you know, it's not the stadium seating. Uh, it's actually yeah. kind of cool. It makes it look like you're outside uh, in this like mm. little paseo uh, with like stars uh, up at the on the ceiling. But... This was, I think, filmed with one of the best IMAX cinematographers working, um, who I think worked on a lot of uh, Christopher Nolan movies. Yeah, Interstellar and all that, Dunkirk and all that, yeah. So I, I wish I had seen it in IMAX, especially because a lot of the, the shots of the, the clouds and a lot of the, the imagery seems to be pretty cool, and I think I did myself a disservice. That Close Encounters stargazing stuff. Yeah, it's definitely meant to... It's his biggest movie. It's his most ambitious in terms of scale. So it's... uh, And I also haven't seen it in IMAX. So I I would be interested... I was interested enough in this movie, and there's enough that make me want to come back to figure out that I would be interested to go back and check it out in IMAX. Uh, I would... Yeah, me too. Um... Because I, I only watched uh, Get Out once, but that's definitely worth another screening. Um, but yeah, th- this one, here's the, diff- here's the thing for me. With like Close Encounters, you watch that, and you're just like, you're filled with wonder, and it's, it's, it's amazing, and it's just like a, like a fantasy story. There's not 
any necessarily hidden meanings about mm-hmm. oh uh, we shouldn't really be watching TMZ or yeah you know let, let's stay <laughs> off our phones more like I don't you know what I mean like Spielberg didn't need to do that and and I I kind of feel like I it's just the the point of the movie was too much about the point uh, what yeah. he's trying to say. Yeah, sometimes it's because now you're falling in this rhythm with this particular director, who I think is great. Like, we, we sit here and we rail on things and we want more original ideas. Like, I think this is a totally original movie that came out, which I want to celebrate. Mm-hmm. But yeah, you are kind of, you you sit down and immediately feel like you have to get your notepad out and be like, okay, right. let's chart this to see what specifically he's talking about. But I do love sitting here in, in trying to understand the meaning. Like, I had a, a long conversation after I saw it just trying to unpack the the ape thing and I'm like okay there's balloons like the balloons pop well how does the alien die like it swallows a giant balloon like is that something that he's trying to say like what's the meaning behind that and I'm like all right like loud noises like think about this the the balloon pops it makes a loud noise on the tv set in the 90s and then it's like okay the alien comes around at first when she's playing that music really loud like when that's the first time it comes along when she's like jamming. So it's just like, it's like music. It's like, it's like trying to relate like this, this alien to that ape incident and how yeah. we keep making the same mistakes. Uh, I gotta give uh, um, Jordan Peele credit. I think he gives the audiences a, a lot of credit. You know what I mean? Like he's not oh, yeah. spoon feeding, except for the TMZ biker guy. I think that was a little bit heavy handed, but, uh, but kind of, kind of funny in a way where the guys all of his limbs are broken he's like <laughs> get the get shot, the shot. <laughs> or even just the cinematographer yeah you know it consumed him getting the perfect getting the perfect shot trying to make the top of that mountain he's quite honestly on the top of the mountain trying to get that perfect shot yeah i guess there's just a bit too much homework for me like i i i came out of the movie i was like i didn't get it and i felt stupid and then i well you I, are yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, that's I got to I got to do more crosswords in the morning, I guess. Yeah, 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 you got to get yeah, get closer to Mensa, buddy. I so I so I, I a couple of different things as well just in terms of the performances. I loved Kiki Palmer, the sister uh, Emerald. I really liked her character arc where it starts in she's, you know, desperate she's kind of this outsider in her family it's this kind of male-dominated industry she's looking for her place in the world um you know has a bunch of different things that she does but nothing of just real relevance and then at the end you know she's the one that saves the day and she's the one that takes the the picture which is probably going to become more iconic than even you know her ancestor being the first person in motion pictures so I loved, I loved her rejoining and reconnecting with her family. I thought that was a really cool character arc. I really liked Daniel Kaluuya. I, I, it awesome. was a, a very understated performance. Uh, kind of like, like horse guy, like that quiet kind of horse whisperer dude. And, you know, he's trying to break that, that alien. You know, he's trying to break it like a horse. He names it. He, he studies it. You know, at the end, he's trying to, he's trying to go through that process. And I just, I, you know... Clearly, Jordan Peele wanted two polar energies on screen, yeah. and I thought he was just really fascinating in the silence. Yeah, exactly. It was very understated. It's uh, the name of the the monster was what? Jean Jacket. Which, Jean Jacket. Yeah. Which was did, her. How, yeah. How did he come up with that? Do you remember? That was the one. That was the name of her, the horse that he trained that she was supposed to be able to train. 
Oh, Jean Jacket okay. was her first ever horse. So he ended up naming the naming that horse Jean Jacket. I think I and missed naming, the part. Naming yeah, but I think I missed the part where he realized that the horses he was selling uh, to uh, Stephen Young's character were being eaten. I mean, obviously we see the you know the the horse that was the the black horse that would mm-hmm. you know lucky. they took yeah lucky that they took to set was like you know being used as bait, but. I, I think I missed the part where I think he's like, "Hey, where, where's all my horses? I want to buy them back eventually." And, and they're all yeah. Gone. He says it in the sit down right before you get that weird room tour. The, oh yeah. And he he says, "Yeah, but my goal here is to buy these horses back." And Yoon has like a very like weird body language, and he's like, "Oh yeah, oh. let me let me talk about this picture over here, the, oh, the, the bunny okay. picture." And he kind of like diverts. So that's when, and then he doesn't realize it until the the bloodstorm later, where he's like, "Oh, this was a this was a total um, opportunity for this guy to just like use all my horses up." Like he sees that horse get picked up, he sees one of the clover, he sees that horse get picked up, and he's like, "Oh, this is like he doesn't know that the." that the ranch uh, amusement park is using them yet, but he knows that when the horse goes, like the horse is gone. Yeah. So the the ranch amusement park has has had encounters with this alien before. Is that why it's all set up to put the show on? Yeah. So basically, from what I'm gathering, this guy, uh, uh, the Jupe character, at one point was out just ranching, and his horse got scooped up, and he was like, "Oh shit! Like I can monetize this. I can build an amusement park around this, and you know, try to try to have people come in, but." no one can get a video of it because obviously the power goes out anything with batteries goes down when when the uh, alien when jean jacket shows up so his whole thing is just trying to get word of mouth like you hear his wife on the phone trying to get reporters and stuff to come down to this show so that they they can get people to just kind of talk about it and he was just going to keep doing shows like that and keep sacrificing horses uh, so people can come and you know check it out yeah yeah, I, I think it's it's it definitely sets itself up to be rewatched because it, you know, it, it's not quite as uh, a mindfuck as um, uh, Christopher Nolan's last movie was, right? Um, Tenant, which is like mm-hmm. I have no idea what I just saw. Like, what the? I can't wrap my head around that at all. And you know, I ended up seeing that movie like three times, and it, that was kind of fun to unpack and try to figure out. Uh, whereas this, I, I'm kind of, I think it's. It's less fun because I, I kind of get it, but it's just like I don't know that I get the, the intricate references maybe. But I definitely want to go just because like the vistas and, and you know, I, you know, a movie like The Searchers, which is just like that open west is mm-hmm. uh, and all that stuff is, is really cool. to. And I think they did a great job and I, I think it'd be fun to kind of give that a little shine. Yeah, I think the even just some of the things he's talking about when it comes to filmmaking, like he has a cinematographer as his character. He, I love when uh, OJ is about to ride off and he's going to go do the run and he flips up his hood and it's from the Scorpion King and it says crew on the back, you know, and it's very like he's he's kind of giving shout outs to all the different people who like make movies. There's like that yeah. element to it as well. And like these these people are the the horse trainers and the people who like make Hollywood go like they're they're not typically your heroes, you know. So it's like it was cool to have those characters be the people that come in and save the day, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, it's a cool kernel of an idea. I'm not sure where Joran Peele kind of started, where what what the initial nugget was, but the whole idea is that 
that the first film ever made the the guy running on a horse and he's like who was the guy on the horse that jockey and it's lost to time and nobody knows so then you kind of create a backstory and create some characters and that's kind of a fun way to maybe get into the story um that's, yeah, uh, it's just it's images. It's how we see things or how we don't see things. And even Jean Jacket at the end when it's exposing and it becomes kind of that ribbon type of a thing. And it's like it looks like a camera, like its face. It looks like yeah. a, a camera taking pictures, you know. So it's kind of kind of I, I guess supposedly maybe this thing that we're supposed to fear or is like d the destruction of us is, is the, the camera lens, which we kind of are revering in today's society and stuff like hey, that. Hey, see, he's smarter than he thought, people. <laughs> he got it. Throw the confetti. Good for you. I don't know. I just don't necessarily yes. know that every single movie needs like this. Needs big... to go, yeah. Yeah. Sometimes he can just have some fun. Everything sucks. Let's just, can, can I forget about the fact that uh, uh, we've got all these problems. So, social media is uh, horrendous and everything. And Yeah. Anyway. But cool. I mean, yeah, so definitely Jordan Peele, he, he's one of the you know, he uh, top of his generation. He's he's one of our most exciting filmmakers, and I'm excited. I would put to him in must excite. I would put him in one of the must sees when they when he comes out with something. It's a yeah. must see. The same way it, like a Nolan movie, uh, or you, everyone's got their own Tarantino. I think Jordan Peele is on the must see list. Yeah, uh, and it's it's kind of cool to see him kind of buck the whole Shyamalan descent into. Uh, you know, obscurity. Yeah, yeah, I'm just, uh, just like it's, it's South Park, the South Park bit. You know, what if it was blah, a twist? Blah, and it's like that's not a plot, that's a twist. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah. I think he, he's he's got more to say, and uh, he's an interesting filmmaker, and he's surrounding himself with some great actors, great and uh, great cinematographers. Like the movie looks really good. I was I was pretty thrilled. I thought Act One took a little too long, and to your point, he was saying. You're here to see my fucking movie. Like you guys already know that you're gonna have to 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 roll with me through some themes here. And then and then once it really started to take off, and once they started to devise that plan, once really once you saw the people get sucked up into the belly of the beast, uh, that was when it got uh, really interesting for me. Like when they when they started to go through that, and you're like, oh shit, this is terrifying. The movie took off for me. That yeah, that was actually a really great image because you're like. People are like, what the fuck is going on? I'm being abducted. And they're like, and then the woman is just starts screaming as she's realized mm -hmm. that she's being, I guess, eaten. Right. Because yeah. it's like suffocated. Yeah. Until then, people really don't know what what's happening. I mean, obviously, it's terrifying because you're in this this tube. But then her the her realization when that blood curdling scream, that was like, like, oh, fuck, this is this is not just some saucer uh, beaming people up. This is a bit different. I'm always yeah. intrigued by how people design, like when he fans out and it's like he shows his true form. Like, what is that supposed to mean? Like, how, how do they come up with that image? Like, I don't know. I'm kind of just curious by. Well, it's, a, it's the spectacle, right? Like, I, it's, it's funny the way they do it because you, you're clocking it when Jupe is giving the speech to the people. And he's like, in exactly one hour from now you guys are all going to see a spectacle. And I'm sure if you timed that, if you went to the end of that movie in one hour from when he gives that speech is when that thing is in its full glory. Mm -hmm. And it's all about that spectacle. It's like the spectacle that we put ourselves through. The, the, I think even the first title cards are talking about from the Bible, like I'm going to show you a spectacle. And that's, it's like, it's all about us chasing and almost the, 
chasing that spectacle and sometimes it devouring us. Uh, I think that's that's kind of what he's getting at there.